Insert your own theme tune here. Hello. Hello. Um, welcome back to Citizens of Nowhere, which always starts with Nick Doody saying... I'm Nick Doody. Saying... Oh. oh. Insert your own theme tune here. But and we then did saying, that I'm Nick Doody. Yeah. And, okay. And then I say, hello, I'm Kerry Marks. That's all the introduction bit done. Yeah, that's done. Hey! And now we can get on to the actual podcast. But how are you? They never answer. No, fine. Be like that. I don't like the one-wayness of a podcast, you know. <laughs> it feels unfair. I um, hope you're having a nice time on this uh, baking hot day. Yeah. Where are we at now? 35 or something? Uh, something like that. 33 degrees or something. 33. And there is virtually no breeze today. No. It is just stand there and fucking take it heat. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We are we're not, not designed for heat in this country. We're we not designed for anything other than clement. <laughs> and we're really? not... Um, we haven't allowed for it yet. I mean, we, we, we got a bus to the flat where we're now recording this and the London buses don't have no AC. No. They just, there's furnaces. Yeah, they're just greenhouses really on hot. buses, on, uh, on wheels. And every time he stopped for a while, you know, for too long at a bus stop, you know, why are you doing this? We're just heating up again now. At least yeah. leave the doors open. So you feel a breeze coming up. And then uh, from here, I get onto the underground to get over to Paddington to go over to Bath. And I know from yesterday, the underground was hot yesterday. So what it's going to be like today is going to be phenomenal. Yeah, houses. Phenomenal. Yeah, I think on the bus as well, where the sun's on one side of you. So gradually, one half of your body's <laughs> heating up. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, why, why do I sit in this piece where the window is magnifying the heat and I'm basically being yeah. <laughs> fried all over? Yeah, and you, so you sweat that one side of your body and you look like one of those adverts. Well, we wash one half of this, man. And <laughs> <laughs> you tan halfway down so you can do one of those cabaret acts where you spin halfway and become a different person. Yeah, yeah. so yes, it's, uh, it's very, very hot for the UK. I'm sure some of you are absolutely loving it and some of you have had to work in it, um, yeah. which would be pretty awful today. Um, so yeah, here we are. What did you? Uh, what did you, what did <laughs> uh, you want to talk about? This that was week? very sexy. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Welcome back. Um, don't know. I, th- I think we were just ch- chatting about uh, the Chris Williamson business, which uh, um, Chris William. Where, where are we up to on that? Chris Williamson was admitted back into the Labour Party. Oh yeah, and... some sort of yo-yo. <laughs> yeah, he he was yo-yo suspended. Williamson. Yeah, and then the other day he was let back in, and now they're saying, uh, "No, he hasn't been." Yeah, we've 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 re-suspended him, or or we, ha- you know, it, he's still on suspension while we think about it. So that it, seems to be the the uh, yeah. They basically decided that he hadn't done enough wrong to keep him out. Let's bring him back in, and then suddenly a, um, a letter signed by lots of MPs um, and uh, I think some of the lords and so on is. Uh, yeah, and it was um, Tom peers. Watson, the deputy leader, who um, who started the letter and got it signed. But over, yeah. over 100 signatures from MPs and, and peers. Saying they're just not comfortable with him being in the party? Yeah. Right. And is, and what it, what it is, okay, so, so going back a little way, is that uh, uh, he, he had a reputation already for, he would very quickly, he's been on the defence of just about everyone who's been fired for, um, for anti-Semitism, um, been removed from the party, he's been against that. Uh, other odd things, defending a book that has anti-Semitic tones and so on to it, um, which has weirdly been published by Penguin or Penguin oh, Art really? Publishing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's also it's a bit of a questionable one, really. It was um, I don't know the name of the writer. I should have looked this up before we started podding, but um, so we're just talking about it, and that's what happens <laughs> every time we do every time we do a podcast. We just sit here and just chat, and then we bring up things that we go, oh, wish we looked that up beforehand. Um, but that's yeah. the nature. That's the nature of this podcast, yeah. right? That's the fun of it. Get into the joy of it. What's Jesus? Yeah, we, so we are. We are as informed as we are, and no more informed than that. <laughs> it's like an, the amount of informed you'd have in a normal conversation, rather than a prepared one. Mm. Um, so yeah, Penguin removed some passages from the book, uh, so they knowingly know that the the original of the book was on about the Rothschilds and how Jews are running the world and so on. All right. um, I don't know any more detail than that. But anyway, he was also in defence of that, and uh, and that, that's not been part of the complaint though. It's just been part of his um, uh, arrows pointing to what his character might be. And then more particularly, <coughs> it was for a meeting with Momentum where he gave a speech uh, saying that um, uh, he feels. The real problem is that um, uh, that the party's given too much ground on this anti-Semitism. Yeah, he said they've, they've been too apologetic. Too apologetic, yeah. Which, whatever you think about that, definitely isn't helping. You know, no. 
where, when people are saying there is a massive problem with anti-Semitism in your party, do something about it, to say, uh, we're getting two things largely coming from the Labour Party. One is the whataboutery of saying, yeah, but how about how um, uh, anti-Islam the Conservatives are and so on, which, OK, deal with this. We can talk about that on another occasion, but uh, that's still, that's not what the complaint is. You know, no. you don't get to yeah, yeah, say, yeah, yeah. you get to complain, yeah, I'm racist, but look at him. Yeah, exactly. You know? You're a national party, for fuck's sake. Um, and it, it doesn't feel like a party is taking the matter seriously when someone's saying the problem is we're listening too much to these complaints and we we need to be uh, we, we've given it too much ground already. So there, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think there is a position some people hold, which is that anti-Semitism has been used as a brush to tar the Labour Party with, and it's used as um, an angle of attack to kind of keep them from discussing the real issues. You know what I mean? It, it's uh, as long as people can keep talking about anti-Semitism, yep. then they're always being painted as the bad guys. Yep. And I'm sure there's some truth to that. I mean, unquestionably, there will be some truth to it. And uh, okay, all my life, and I should, I should explain to one uh, who hasn't regularly listened to this because it has come up before. Um, we talked about religion and so on. And I'm Jewish, raised Jewish, um, but not uh, not very religiously, and kind of turned my back on any religion by the time I was probably about 15. Um, and very much think and feel as, as an atheist, but still have right. an ethical ethnical background. Sure. You know? um, so so there, there is some relevance to it. And all my life, I've I've come across times of anti-Semitism. I, I've come across uh, people with extreme ignorance about Jews and, and so on as well. And it bothers me, but never to a massive extent. What's happened in recent times with the Labour Party is that they've unleashed something. It's not just the things they're saying and doing, but... All over social media, people defending them uh, and trying to say that the Jews are making a big fuss about nothing, or this being driven by the right wing press, yeah. is, is just it's bringing out of the closet so many anti Jewish tropes and so on. Like even the people going, <coughs> "Oh, we can't talk about Israel without being criticised," and the next thing in the, the next breath, you get a whole load of anti Jewish tropes. You go, "Well, that's your problem, right?" Actually, that's do, what do you remember? Uh, so, you I and been, I... so I just say I've been, I've been so feeling I'm... more Jewish in recent times than I ever have through any natural inclination and I've noticed this, someone put something up on the, about this on Twitter the other day about how Jewish they've been feeling recently and other people were writing into it going yeah it's not saying it's normally a part of my life at all but recently it's, it's become quite significant because you feel like you're on the you're having to defend uh, like you, you have some responsibility to defend it or, or argue about Israel or even to attack Israel uh, or like you have to have some opinion on the Labour Party etc etc yeah did, uh, did we talk on a previous one about how we were both blocked by this Labour left voice? Um, no, we haven't mentioned on Twitter? that. Because no. that, that, that did the rounds um, a week or so ago. Uh, where, yeah, there's some, somebody came out on Twitter. I forget who it was, because, again, we haven't researched this. But they went, oh, I've been blocked by Labour left voice. <laughs> it was a person. Never heard That's of him before. That's how much we know. I, oh, yeah. was it, it Greg <laughs> Jenner, maybe? And then it's, it's clearly it was someone I follow. And right. then um, I think Tin and Dewey have said, well, I have been as well. And I had a look, and I'd been blocked by them. And then it, it became this thing: has anyone not been blocked by Labour Left Voice? Yeah. Like, oh, let's meet here once a year, and you know, whatever. <laughs> but um, there were a bunch of people who said they'd been blocked. Andrea Hubert is a comedian, and uh, also Ian Stone, and they both were sort of implying that they reckoned they'd been blocked because they were Jewish, or because they'd spoken out about uh, anti-Semitism. And I think it's probably more likely that they were blocked as part of a mass blocking that was done by an algorithm based on anyone who follows this person's blocks, anyone who's ever replied to this person's blocks. Because um, there are ways to do that. There are ways to do that in vast numbers. The, the, they replied to someone uh, in weird block capitals. And Which I believe they... they might be a very small group. And I believe they might be extreme lefty Jews, actually, who are All blocking right. Jews or anyone who's um, had any say about uh, anti-Semitism. Maybe maybe they block me because I'm Jew adjacent. Yeah, maybe. I do a podcast with you. Yeah, probably, that's probably enough. Well, that is how you get associated with Jews. You just got to be in the same room as us. Oh God! And you absorb some Jewness. Well, I don't know if you've ever seen like uh, Jew Watch, <laughs> which is uh, a I website. I don't watch a lot of telly. <laughs> Jew Watch is a website. I'm just after country file. <laughs> I think they they changed the algorithm now, but it used to be that if you even typed the word Jew into Google, Jew Watch was the first thing that came up, and it had like wow, like, and it would co- profess to have like you know like hundred thousand hits a day or something like that, which it was. Like, you look at it and see the hit counter going up all the time. Right. Um, uh, and and largely what it does, it keeps track of all the Jews in the world and what they're getting up to, and. Most of them. All of them. <laughs> well, most of them they've got wrong anyway. What it is, any influential people who they can show have Jewish blood anywhere in their family history count as right, a Jew. Right, okay. 
right? So that way you can have a, a lot of you can show a lot of businesses are Jewish, which yeah, it's very much the same. So this is like the the same reasoning David Icke uses to figure out who's a lizard. Yes, basically, right. yeah, yeah. Anyone who's got lizard in their blood or ever touched a lizard, <laughs> you used to have a terrapin. Have you ever sucked off a lizard? You're a lizard now. Ah, who hasn't? <laughs> um, I didn't know a slow worm was a lizard at the time. <laughs> I think Ike would count it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how it works, and it's. I, do you know, I genuinely think the thing with anti-Semitism is not because, as it feels sometimes, it's masses of Jews making huge complaints and not allowing anything to go. You know, going every tiny yeah. little influence must be stopped, and it sometimes does feel like that. And certainly, there are the more extreme groups who will be like that. They'll, they'll be noticing every reference, but they all always existed. Right, and yeah. we didn't really listen to them much. And they exist with all the groups. You know, you can find uh, that there's there's loads of different black rights groups, for example. You know, and some of them right. are extreme, and some of them are quite reasonable. And what we should be doing is finding the reasonable ones that represent yeah. the community that we listen to. But we've got to remember that a lot of the black tropes were not taken seriously throughout most of the last century. It, it, it took a great deal of campaigning to get people to realise why blackface or um, uh, even even getting rid of or getting people to see the n-word as, as as offensive took a very long fucking time you wow. know yeah um well, gollywogs uh the gollywogs yeah a... that was still on robertson's jam was up whilst i was growing up and i i remember people of sort of my maybe my grandparents generation just not seeing what the fuss was about at all yeah because they'd grown up with gollywogs as an actual toy i, I think and they say it's just a toy it's not one. this it's not that and so on but but of course it's a singular representation of a whole people, and, it, and yeah, it's a characterisation. It is. It's a cartoonish caricature of an entire race of people. And plus, all the all the caricatures would be like this. You'd have that. You'd have the um, uh, Tom and Jerry. Um, uh, the, was she the mother or the cleaner? I think presumably the cleaner. I, I think was, she was the maid. But yeah. like, um, I, when I was a kid, assumed it was the owner of the house because I just wasn't aware so of did racial, I. Yes. racial. So thing. did I until later on. I went, oh, maybe it wasn't. You know, I, that's just that's the human. Yeah. That's all I thought. And, yes. and then much later on, you go, oh, right, okay. It's a kind of a bit of a caricature. Now, someone else would argue, but that caricature does exist, which, of course, it does. But caricatures, caricatures do sure. exist. You know, there, there is, you're, you're going to find some Jewish guy who's fucking money bags over his shoulders somewhere, because <laughs> like, oh, money bags, whatever. He probably exists. There's, there's one of him in basically every culture, you know? So that, that, I'm sure they exist. Yeah. And but there's, there's not, a thing, isn't there, um, when you see Orthodox Jews... They're not me, though. How completely... No. Mm. Yeah, how completely sort of different to everyone else around there. I was on the tube the other day, and there's a kind of... I guess probably in the 70s, Orthodox Jews, with white hair, kind of overweight guy. In the, you know, it was kind of a warm day. He was in the full get-up. Yeah. And at one point, he sort of... Full fancy dress, yeah. Uh, yeah, full fancy dress. <laughs> right, it's an extreme look. Yes, and is. the reason I remember it is because there was a moment when he had... Like like a woman reapplying makeup, and he went oh suddenly and sort of redid his ringlets. Oh really? <laughs> he sort of retwitched like oh I must have looked ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I I saw this up on the train the other day a group of very orthodox Jews and uh, and it's quite interesting watching how people stare you know they're just kind of like yeah. fascinated by and I'm also aware that it must be odd because however and people don't see that many that orthodox Jews no so however they behave now represents Jews right. If that guy like pushes people out of the way to get in the train, it's like, oh, those Jews are so rude. You know, yeah, you, you yeah, yeah, always yeah, yeah. feel. I feel a connection straight away. I go, he's now representing me. I will be affected by how he behaves as to people's opinion of Jews around him. Do you know? Also, think the otherness of you know, you know, that decision to act and dress differently and live differently from the rest of the society you're in makes people a bit like, am, am I allowed to talk to you? Yeah. Like, if I said something yes. to you, would you speak back? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing I wonder sometimes. I mean, I, I. I haven't often gone up to Orthodox Jews and asked them. I borrowed a pen from one in New York once and he was very nice. But I realised at the time, I was looking, I remembered at the time the, to go through the thought process, I, I need to borrow a pen because I was, I was, I was like signing a really official document because um, I just got married to an American and it was um, my, uh, whatever, my leave to remain for however long it was. And uh, I was looking around for someone who might have a pen, and I realised I'd looked past him, even though he was the n- nearest person, because I wasn't sure if it was okay to talk to him. Right. <laughs> and I went, well, let's fucking talk to him. And he was 
completely pleasant. <laughs> um, a, a bit like, you know, people probably feel a bit like that way with nuns. Yes. I, I grew up around nuns, so I'm completely fine talking to nuns. I, I know why you shouldn't. It's just... <laughs> but it's also, do you know, it's not just that. It's, it's how we judge people generally. I mean, a lot of the, the female comics talk about how they're, they're aware that as a female comedian and the only one on the bill, very often they're the judgment that, that many of the audience, not all the audience to be fair, I think it's a yeah. small minority of people, but they're enough to be a voice. And some people will go away to, and I, I hear them, I hear there's been one female comedian on, she didn't go that well or whatever, and then people afterwards, I hear them talking about, I don't really like female comedians and so on. And they, right. they, they've really taken that one person's representative. Yeah, I, I And they probably to... can name another two or three. To add, to add that, I remember years ago when I used to do magic, I was walking along with a, uh, a friend, and he, he suddenly out of the blue went... Comed- magicians are all very short, aren't they? <laughs> and I was like, what? And I'm, I'm probably just shorter than average or something. So he went, well, you, Paul Daniels. And then he was trying to think of another one. The only one he'd come up with was Wayne Dobson, who was on TV at the, at the time. He was quite right. short, right? So he knew three magicians who were short. But that's how he reached the conclusion that magicians are short. <laughs> Actually, can you think of a tall magician? Yeah, quite a few. I mean, Doctor Strange, but he's not real. <laughs> quite a few. I wouldn't remember um, all their names. Houdini was quite that, short. Was he? Yeah, it's five six. I suppose it might help getting the boxes maybe. and so on. I mean, maybe. I don't know. He might be. Five, I don't know. I don't think he was. Was he? Maybe he was. <laughs> maybe. Maybe I've only ever seen pictures of him in things. <laughs> to be honest, I think it's a bad example because I imagine that people who are short or feel a little bit, uh, I don't know, insecure or less than in any way, might turn to magic tricks as children. <laughs> yeah. So there might be a logic to that. You know, well, they're feeling inferior in yeah. some way. And also, they, you know, they turn to somewhere where you get to wear a top hat often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's probably what it is. <laughs> That's why they're always sawing women in half. It's warning people. So they can see Don't. even taller than a woman. <laughs> but you you said, you know, when we decided what to talk about, you said well, anti-Semitic tropes. Yeah, let's do tropes. Yeah, because that's quite an interesting one. And one that I definitely... I'm definitely less aware of them than you are. And there's definitely been times when I've had to take it on... Uh, to take someone else's word for it that something is anti-Semitic because right. I didn't see it. Okay, I genuinely think that people don't know... I, I'm no expert in this, right? I'm, no. I'm going to talk just generally, but um, I think a lot of people don't know, A, where the tropes come from, and B, don't know what a lot of Jewish tropes are. They're kind of surprised by them, so Jews will get upset right. about things. And, and as you're saying, and I think it's because it's simply numbers. that It looks like Jews are moaning an awful lot, but actually because Jews are actually a, a very... There's only like 50 million Jews in the world, right? So it's, it's a okay. really small group. Um, so in any one country, we're, we're what? We're going to be less than... We're, we're going to be a decimal point percentage of the population in England, probably... Uh, yeah, I, 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 I doubt we're even 0.5 or anything. I'm not sure what the figure would be, but something like that. Um, so that means the voice actually isn't very big. And there's a lot of black tropes that people didn't get. And we're, we're kind of for, eventually just forced to get going, well, there's enough people who are going to get upset about this and, and, and uh, who know enough people that you, you can't you know hold on to that argument anymore. Right. Uh, but I think with, with the Jewish ones, it just seems like uh, it seems like it's really loud and complaining. But actually, it's very small, um, and people don't don't seem to to get these uh, the connection between where you know why why are Jews associated with money? What's the whole thing about? Why, why, yeah. why are, um, uh, when people talk about Israel, for example, when they talk about um, and you very often see the phrase child killers or child murderers, right? right? But we can talk about any war zone in the world and we talk about children being killed. And children are killed in war zones. They're, they're, they're killed in, in skirmishes and so on. And, yeah. uh, and it's horrifying. And I don't in any way mean to undermine the fact that uh, children die. And, and it's horrifying how many children have been killed in the uh, Israeli conflict. But we're not talking about... When we're talking about children being killed as a consequence of war or even as a, um, because of a particular army are particularly vicious. Like if you take the, uh, the Indian army over in... Um, Kashmir at the, at the moment, we should still go and run. So that's that's like, uh, what, about 100,000 upwards deaths, I think, out there. Um, okay. and, uh, and and stories of torture and uh, rapes and loads of children being killed and so on. But we still don't describe them as child killers. Now, no. why of all the, all the different wars and skirmishes in the world do we only use the term child killers and look, see videos of children being killed in Israel but nowhere else? What, why is that, do you think? I don't know. I mean, I've never thought of comparing it to... Uh, like that, that's something I haven't really noticed. Right. Um, Jews really me, notice every time they turn... Yeah. Because often it's put with Jewish child killers. Sometimes... Oh, wow, okay. Right? That, that, that okay. to me suddenly but has what, big... What's happened with the tropes is very often the word Jewish uh, comes out. So you, you'll hear Jews being accused of playing mind games, but it used to be Jewish mind games. 
Now, Ugh. you know, you're playing Jewish mind games. I mean, that's too obvious now, right? Yeah, Jewish mind games. If you say you're just... playing mind games with me, <laughs> right. So if you just say you're playing mind games with me, then any Jews ears are going to prick up and go, oh, you're using that particular expression. Okay. Which we know that Jews have this voodoo that we do, judo that we do on people. Judo. Yes, <laughs> we do a judo. Um, so the baby killers thing and child killers comes from, uh, and it would have been sort of like the early Middle Ages, uh, the belief that it's called the blood libel. Jews steal children. Uh, to make their mozzah, to make their bread. Okay. Um, and uh, I so believe you've, I've eaten that. Yeah, yeah, you've eaten some child blood. <laughs> what's, what's funny about it is it, it's actually the opposite way around. You know, the kosher laws uh, are offensive for some people because it's about removing all the blood from the creature, right? Yeah. And I'm, plus, I, creatures I aren't used, animals aren't used in making bread. First, first time I heard of that, I was like, that's... That's like the least kosher thing you can imagine. Is like yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. Your dough. Yes. That's like, they wouldn't even have it in the same fridge. But it was common to the point that if a child went missing, in, you know, in England and anywhere around Europe and so right. on, uh, that, that all the Jews would be rounded up and um, often burned alive, killed and so on. So it was taken pretty seriously. It was also right. part of the lead into the, the Black Death and why Jews were believed, believed to be responsible for the Black Death. It started off with because their child killers and children were dying. So, you know... That's, that's another one I haven't heard. Right. You didn't know the Jews were responsible for the Black Death? I, I didn't. Okay. I thought, it was the I thought just from the name it was the Blacks. <laughs> so, yeah. Why was it called the Jew Death? Yeah, I think it was some Pope who eventually stopped it and said these are the, these are the words of the devil uh, to say All Jews right. are, are responsible for the Black Death. Uh, basically, assume any nasty thing that's ever happened in history, just assume Jews were blamed by it for, for it at some point because they normally were. Jews, Jews are the ultimate scapegoat. The right. ultimate scapegoat race. Unquestionably. They're... they're um, you know, wherever there's been, like even even when you get the uh, the Crusaders who go marching off around Europe, they they, they basically go around Europe and it's it's an early Holocaust. They go around Europe murdering all the Jews first, just just a rehearsal. Um, oh, pre pre getting pre to going Palestine. over pre going over to Palestine, yeah, yeah. Wow. And and finally, their finale there was to round up the Jews in Jerusalem and and kill all of them and slaughter them and uh, put them build in I think in one of the temples and burn them alive as well. So uh, they love burning people alive. That was one of their things. <laughs> Did you, right, can, you I read, can I read something out to you from um, sure from uh, Wikipedia? I'll blank the word out so you can guess what it is. Um, were shunned and hated, while restrictions varied by time and place, they were typically required to live in separate quarters in towns, which were often on the far outskirts of the villages. They were excluded from all p- political and social rights. They were not, not allowed to marry non, enter taverns, hold cabarets, use public fountains, sell food or wine, touch food in the market, work with livestock or enter mills. They were allowed to enter a church only by a special door, and during a service, a rail separated them from the other worshippers. Is this nuns? No. This is a group called Cagos. The Cago, who I had never heard of until about uh, a couple of years ago when someone forwarded me this. Right. And it's no longer a thing, right? But they're a race of people... Do they wear um, long coats with hoods and... No, they were... For rain. it, It was supposed to be... Uh, a racial minority I'm in Spain. That's where and the, and the, comes from, Nick. What? I'm suggesting it's where Google comes from, but okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were genuinely thinking, oh yeah, I have heard of them. They used to dress like this. <laughs> They're gone. <laughs> where um, are they from? Uh, sort of France and Spain. All right, okay. And they were like a, a racial minority, supposedly, although, and there were, you know, there were certain surnames that were associated with the Cagos, and, and they were, you know, not allowed to own property and things like that. And it's just, this prejudice has just died out, and now no one can remember why it even exists in the first place. Okay, why do you think prejudice of that kind does exist? I, I don't know. It's, it seems to be... There's a few books out at the moment arguing about um, why groups feel the need to defend their own group from both inner and outer, you know, invaders or kind of cuckoos in the nest or whatever. And, you know, that, that any, any group that lives amongst us but is not of us is very, very often the scapegoat when anything goes wrong. Right. First of all, they become the scapegoats. Secondly, if they're a group that don't have... it, Where there are homelands, where, where, there, where there's a home country for a group, right? So right. Uh, lo- there's loads of Christian countries, there's loads of Muslim countries and yeah. so on. Um, if you have... And the Jews, of course, would have once had a home country, but but uh, then they basically become like... A, we could call it an orphan race and losing Israel right. and then the travelling wandering, around. The wandering, the nomadic right. race. Now right. they're forever being guests in other people's countries. And it's only in recent times we've started having, whilst there have been like two different ethnicities living uh, side by side and having symbiotic relationships in different countries, it's normally because they're able to provide some kind of use to each other and where uh, there's a decent number of both. 
uh, it's quite rare yeah. because in the past where we've had the world has been basically run by emperors and emperor empires there's been a, a level of hierarchy that goes all the way down and one group or ethnicity tends to be the group that mostly can get into government in that country or can have yeah. anything can become a ruler uh, so they have priority over another group so the group who are the smaller group become a threat basically um, and that, yeah. that's that's one of many reasons so it's, it's also just just otherism would have been much bigger in the past than it is now it's still going on all over the world but nowhere near to that extent yeah, I mean, the, the, it, it's not in the same way, but there used to be a lot of anti-Irish feeling. Right, yeah, in, totally, in yeah. England. Yeah. And there was, you know, so uh, I saw this one. Oh, no in, Irish, in, in no my, Irish, in, no blacks, no dogs, and no, blacks, and no, no Jews. Dogs, I, actually, quite common, I yeah. actually saw that once in my life. And I must have been old enough to be going into Bradford. That's, I think, I don't know, you know, they can't have been enforcing it, surely. But that's right. that's the thing people remember. I remember seeing a sign like that. I think it was down like Torquay Way or somewhere. It was wow. somewhere way down south, but it was you know it was obviously it was just there for for old times sake. Yeah, it was yeah, showing yeah. a sign that used to be there, but uh, yeah, it's odd that that used to exist. And uh, um, but people were we're still a bit tribal, but people were far more tribal back then, I guess. But also the Jews were kept segregated, and a lot of these groups were kept segregated, which then makes them a lot more right. ha- hateable. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you they, go, oh, we'll live next to you, but we won't marry you. Yeah, 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 and you'll live in that area over there, and we we right. uh, and we don't really know what you get up to, and therefore we're suspicious of it. But that's a natural thing that happens anyway even with immigration is ghettoization. If you know, I I, th- I still think we like in this country, it's not bad. It's much worse in other countries, but we could be better at welcoming new groups and sort of integrating them in and sort of yes. you know it's definitely. I mean, where I'm from and in Manchester and places like that, there are whole areas where. You know, um, Indians and Pakistanis would move in and sort of buy houses next to each other. And after a while, this part of town would become mainly Indian, Pakistani, whatever. And yeah. that that ends up leading to you have these quarters, don't you? Like Paris or whatever. There's the yeah, Quartier totally, Latin. Totally. But people will tend to move into certain areas because they can get the foods they like right. and so on. So very, it makes very, sense. Very you know, down the road in Haringey, we've got an area that's largely uh, Greek and Cypriot and so yeah, on yeah, and yeah. Turkish. Because um, it's, it's full of their food, right? And their little bars that they like where they hang out and they can, uh, they have you know some broken pool machine and pool table and uh, a yeah. few old men sitting around. It's their culture. Yeah, exactly. So they can, they can still enjoy their part. Of the, so yeah, we, we are going to get those areas, yeah. Well, I mean, have, yeah. have you ever been to one of those places in, um, say, in the Costa Brava or somewhere like that in Spain? Where the most horrendous, but it, I, 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 it's that sort of thing. Like when you know you go to somewhere in Haringey and you go, oh, it's all these shisha bars and yeah. you can get kebabs, right? And it's the same, but it's all fuck. Oh, you can get Yorkshire pudding, yes, and fish right. and chips. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yes. the most horrendously English. I mean, from our point of view, it's like a it's like a horrible parody of what English is. We don't see ourselves like that, though, really, do we? We kind of only see other cultures behaving that, that way and don't really realise that we yeah. we have that same impact when we travel. So, okay, when the Jews started being a tra- travelling people, they had that impact on the world in, in that they were constantly arriving in places and forming their own areas. But also, they ran into as much trouble where they integrated well as well because they'd get very involved in a society and that's where you'd get some new leader who would worry there are too many Jews now in too many parts right. of society, right? So, uh, and largely what you find throughout where a lot of the tropes come from is because Jews have been forced to behave in a particular way by circumstances which then gets them damned even more, yeah. right? So if you look at <clears throat> all the business areas that Jewish people weren't allowed... Like, like Jewish music, by the way, comes from music being banned amongst Jews and uh, like largely in, um, say, Russia and somewhere, Jews weren't allowed to play loud music and they weren't allowed to play a number of instruments because it was believed that that would encourage them to march, right? And people are always worried about really? Jews marching, right? Which, name the famous marching Jews, That's right? The... <laughs> name the famous... Like, they're, they're, I... Until recently, there haven't been big Jewish armies. There haven't been big... You know, even when you look at Jews are going to take over the world, like, where? where? Where's been the Jewish empire? What are you talking about? Yeah, that's amazing. So anyway, so Jews played... That's why... I didn't know the music thing. Oh, right, you, you, you look at flamenco music, which is... Um, largely playing uh, the same scale as you're going to get in Klezmer, right? And you get this very pretty sort of... Um, I, I wouldn't be able to get the sound. Imagine the E scale, where, where it goes from um, E... Let me think. E, F, and then instead of going to G, it goes to G sharp, right? You know the scale? I think it's oh, called so, right, so it's I think a, it's called, it's the, a, I think half, it's called the Phrygian scale. I might be off my... 
the Phrygian scale is like if you start on oh god which one's the oh this sun is so that would be if you started from I might be B wrong but and I played think... all the white notes is that right I think it's that you just put an extra. Frigid, I think, Frigid is I think, mode, extra, one of the I think it's an extra step is what happens. I think on oh, the that's not third night you take an extra step. Is it not? No, because you've got... Um, oh, this is suddenly very technical. Right, so right would Frigid be right, the one used if, by, by Flamenco? I don't know. Right. I never thought of it. Had... All I'm saying is you get some of the same... The same notes we played in a very pretty way by flamenco, yeah, um, yeah. and with the Jewish music, you get more that dum 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 bom bom da da dum kind of thing. Okay, uh, and that da da dum could be anywhere. There's no exact tempo that it follows in the same way as uh, a lot of other music, and that largely became came out of the, the idea that it wasn't supposed to be uh, sounding like you could march to it, but but it was joyful music, you know, it was largely wedding music and so on. So anyway. The point I was making, though, is that there was a lot of things Jewish people weren't allowed to do, including music, including um, a, a lot of jobs in a lot of countries. Yeah. Um, in countries where Jews were free to make decisions of their own and choose what jobs to do, they largely became like blacksmiths and tradesmen. Uh, but then you get in Europe, and this is where the Jews really hit some shit, right. is that they get into... I'm, I'm hesitating to say they get into banking, is what people take like that, is that... Uh, the whole of the Jewish race had a meeting and decided let's start banking. But in fact, we're, we're talking about less than two percent of Jews were ever bankers, right? It's not. Right. It's not like it's not like it was something that hey, we're a Jew, so we become a banker. You know, what percentage of the other population is bankers? I, suppose? Um, I don't know. That would have changed because at the time Christianity was against banking. You weren't supposed to. Uh, it, it was supposed to be illegal for Christians to bank. Right. But there were Christian banks, and they charged exorbitant interest rates. Um, banking was frowned upon, not in the way it is now. Uh, it, it was frowned frown upon in a way that was uh, completely a dirty business, right? It was because well, no one wanted to Usury was usury, a Usury, basically, right? yeah. yeah. Which, but you, which, the meaning of usury has changed now to what it would have been back then. Lending money with interest. Right? Yeah. Um, which, you see all these banks now, they're, they're sort of halal banks, Islamic banks. Yeah. Which are pretty sure they, they lend money with interest, but find some technical way around it where that's not what they're doing. Right. Yes. It's uh, no, your money is just the same, but you also were charging you this for no reason. <laughs> yes, it's also that everyone let go of their principles when they realise there's a profit to be made from a business. Right. Um, so it wasn't that Jews were natural bankers; it was more that they weren't allowed to do a lot of things, and it, it was a dirty business in the same way as we see most of us are pro-tax, but we 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 hate tax collectors. Do you know, right. you, yeah, when, yeah, you, when yeah. you get when you get a tax collector in an audience, and someone goes, it's, it's an instant boo, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the tax office, yeah, which is how how we have hospitals and the fire yes, brigade. Yes, exactly, <laughs> right, right, right. But we resent the tax collector. Okay, so in a similar way, uh, Jewish people got into banking because it was one of the few areas that they were allowed to do, and largely it wasn't because they had autonomy. It was because lords and uh, and kings and, and queens and so on would use the Jews to do their banking for them. So if the right. lord, so the lord was like the, the overseer of the bank. And if the Lord dies, then usually the Jews get killed or, or get thrown out of the country, right? So they're, yeah. they're almost like his bankers. Um, they start banking. They get they get uh, successful at it by charging low interest rates um, and offering high interest on loans. Okay, so they went the opposite way to the Christians. They managed to get a reputation for being uh, mean and being money obsessed even though if anything they made banking work by taking out the extremes and the excesses of it right okay so uh so then what happens is the christian banks or, or christians generally look at this and go wow that's working too well we need to get in on, on this and then <laughs> suddenly christian banking becomes a huge thing and jewish banks largely get shut down all over the place right you're left with a few jewish dynasties like the rothschilds yeah um and the rothschilds the last of the big ones really whose power largely goes out uh, by the end of the Nazis. They, they've basically fucked them completely. N nowadays, the Rothschilds don't have much power at all. Yeah. I'm not even sure they even get uh, they're involved with the Bilderberg Group or anything anymore. But they're still perceived by, uh, by people who hate Jews as the ones who are controlling the world. It's oh, who, always who the Rothschilds, yeah, right? Yeah, it's Rothschild. always the Rothschilds. It's why they're, they're not as big as, say, the Rockefellers. They're not as big as many other banking. And, and the banks... Uh, and the Chinese banks are basically taking over the world now anyway. And, uh, and, and there's so many other versions of financial institutions like the, the oil companies and so on who can uh, often shut, they could shut the world's finances down uh, in a second. 
you know, whether banks ever say or not. Who's the other guy? He, he gets mentioned all the time at the moment. There's um, a Jewish financier who who is quite political. He's a it's hum- American one. Yeah, Hungarian Jewish background. Soros. Soros. George Soros. Yeah, Soros. He, 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 just, he just gets mentioned. mentioned. About him. The, the Jewish thing with money comes also from a later interpretations of the New Testament, where uh, and it's an odd one. It's because. Judas took money to hand Jesus in. And uh, I, thirty pieces of silver. That thirty pieces of silver, right? So, uh, so that, that's where it comes from. The Jews have got the god of money, and uh, I, I, you know, there's twelve people around a table. They're all Jewish, <laughs> yep, right? I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were all Jewish. Yeah, definitely. Because the, the the big deal about Saint Paul, who wasn't one of the apostles, is that he was a Gentile. And he was a Roman citizen, and that—that's like one of the reasons he's so beloved of uh, oh, the yeah, okay. churches. Yeah. That is, that's that's like the transference of what was a Jewish religion to the non-Jews right. to the Gentiles. It's all the zombie and, and also also the the three kings, the wise men, the right. magi were Gentiles as well. Where were they from? Uh, probably Africa. I don't know. Um, yeah, there must have been, I guess. I was about to say yeah. the east, but that's where they saw the star, so they're coming from the west. Are they <laughs> Ethiopian? Yeah, perhaps. I think that's probably likely. Yeah. Supposedly. I mean, did they exist? Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, so you get that interpretation, and then, then of course, it's, it's very hard to feel sorry for a race of people who were forced into banking. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's the problem. <laughs> when Jews go, you know, yeah, it's because we were forced, you know, the Jewish people were forced to do banking, which they effectively were. Um, mm. But it's it's not the same as uh, I mean Jews have been slaves and everything else, but it's still not that that one doesn't count as no oh that's uh, but actually it could it would get you killed and can get loads of Jews killed because if the what would happen invariably is that uh, one of the lords or the kings or someone would, would get into a load of debt with the bank they borrowed too much money and then they just make an announcement going hey everyone we know money to the Jews but they're <laughs> Jews right and everyone go yeah they're Jews kill them they go kill them and that's like now we're out of debt <laughs> which. It's a very good, very good method of getting system. out of debt. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, guaranteed. I think it might, might be one that uh, Britain's going to have to <laughs> to pick up again. Not, not specifically to the what, Jews. Kill, kill the Europeans. No, just realising that we, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, to declare war. <laughs> so what about, what about the what about the because um, this this is a tribe we come across that uh, Jews are very very high achieving in particular uh, so in showbiz yep. in. Uh, in banking, maybe. What's what's odd with the Jews is we get damned for uh, you. You get called. You get the normal kind of racism. Jews are mice. Jews are rodents and whatever. Right. But you yeah. also get this other one where Jews are amazing. You know, amazingly good at everything and blah blah. blah. Now, okay, we, we can separate whether Ashkenazi Jews have a slightly higher IQ or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, and and Asian people, I think, slightly higher up than that. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm aware of the, I'm aware of the, uh, the, uh, the dodgerious prob- psychological race, race of IQ. Yeah, it's whatever the truth is in that, I, I think it's irrelevant to the discussion because we're, we're really talking about where the hate tropes come from, I guess. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's more that Jews are seen as extremely capable and extremely not all at the same time, and that, that's what's odd about it. They, they run Jews. Are, been uh, trying to take over the world for centuries. Uh, they they believe to have done it invisibly. Like there's no evidence for it. There's no real evidence for it other than constantly saying the fucking uh, Rothschilds Rothschild names and, uh, Soros, over and over yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we can see where the power in the world is going, which is clearly over to to the east and towards China. Um, you can also see all the different power structures in the world. It, it, Israel is not the richest country in the world. Jews are not at the top of the rich list of the world. Um, so it's very odd that these beliefs still still sustain. But that, that's been going on for a long time now. Yeah, that, that, that sort of Illuminati stuff where you go, ah, the world's controlled by five... It's always, it's always like um, the Rothschild's always in there. Yeah. And like the Queen, the Vatican. Yes, the yeah. K- some, <laughs> um, usually the Masons. Masons, of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a fear of secretiveness, I guess. Yeah. The Masons are a bit secretive. The other ones I see people complaining about Jews, there's been a lot of this on the internet recently, and people going, uh, oh yeah, but is it because the Jews consider themselves to be the chosen people, and that's why people don't like them? You know, how you know arrogant was that to say we're the chosen people? But yeah. of course, uh, 
all the Abrahamic religions believe they're the chosen people. The Pope has uh, said that the Christians are the, the Catholics are the chosen people before. Uh, the the Chinese believe they're the chosen people. The um, Rastaf well, well, Rastafarians the believe they're the chosen people. Yeah, it's when because there's that racial thing as well. Like it's not, it, it's harder to join. Like Catholics are going, yeah, just convert. Right, you can be, you can be Catholic. Anyone can be a Catholic. Yes. Whereas you, you know, can't even be born Catholic. Oh, well, some people will tell you different, but right, you don't have to be born Jewish. You can join. No, it's, it's, um, it's, I think it's quite a process. But but it's, the, but the, cho the chosen people it has a slightly different. But you know what, you it, know means? what I mean? it means. It doesn't totally. Do you know what it means? What they're chosen for? What from? For biblically, from the Old Testament. Yeah. Um, as in they're the ones that God that God looked upon and promised a homeland to. Um, I believe it's mostly be they're chosen to look after God's laws, so to carry the Torahs around with them everywhere they go. Right. That's why they have to walk around with that stupid ark everywhere, and uh, yeah, yeah, whatever we see in there, and uh, and, the, and the Torahs, the scrolls with God's word. So that, that they've been chosen to look after the word, basically. So is that? It's a response. Do you see it as a responsibility, not as a um, uh, not as a gift? It's a burden. Yeah, I can I can see that. I'll say again, by the way, I'm not religious. This is not stuff I believe. I don't go around feeling. Oh no, but this, this is the same. The this is the same. I have the same when uh, I hear people just sort of say ignorant things about Catholicism. Yes, I'm not. It's not defence of Catholicism. It's just like get it right. Yeah, exactly right. You know, yeah. So you go, yeah, oh, you just, think the Pope's infallible, and you go, ah, a yes, bit, more, bit, bit more complicated than that. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, exactly. You don't have a problem recognizing him as a human, right? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> it's. Um, <laughs> There's, there's a thing I want to bring up quickly, because I know you've not got much time. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, I think it's called the false consensus effect, which is where people assume that everybody else knows what they know and have roughly the same opinions. Um, and uh, it's been measured by psychologists. They'll say something like, um, if you read a book about Lord Palmerston and you didn't know anything about Lord Palmerston afterwards, when you're asked before and after you read the book, how much the average person knows about Lord Palmerston, your estimate has gone up through reading the book. Yes. So you knew fuck all about him, and over the course of the book, you become really familiar with him, and then you start assuming everyone's a bit familiar with Lord Palmerston. Which I'm, I'm totally guilty of doing that as well sometimes. Where we all do. If, if, if you've read something and then you want to talk about it on stage, part of it is you don't want to offend the audience's intelligence, and you assume they've got... I don't know why, we assume they've got more intelligence than they have, yeah. or, or they've read the same things as us, that they, they already know this. You don't, you don't, you don't want to patronise the audience. That's the other... You can go too far in that direction as well, assuming they were as stupid as you were before mm. you read the book. Yeah, I mean, it's like, like someone said to me, one, oh, you know, you're into chess. Some chess guy died. It, was, it wasn't some chess guy. It was Bobby Fischer. <laughs> How do you not know who Bobby <laughs> Fischer is? We were born in a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Born in a draft. But you know what it is also, though? Once you've read a book about Palmerston or Bobby Fischer or whatever, yeah. you talk about it with people and you find plenty of other people who do already know this stuff. Sure. Or know a part of it. So then you start assuming that you're only just catching up with them. Yeah. But I guess the reason I bring it up is because sometimes when people are accused of... Well, that's clearly an anti-Semitic trope. Yeah. That's, if you are steeped in what is and isn't an anti-Semitic trope, yes. that is obvious to you, but you can't assume it's obvious to everyone else. It's a, right. a little like what happened with Danny Baker. The thing. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't know that trope. I'm just saying it might not have been front of mind when he did the tweet. You know, with The one where... The, um, the one with the chimp. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Because um, you just assumed everyone knew what you were talking about. Because yeah, sorry, because you're all regular and listeners happened, and you uh, know about this. Yeah, a little while ago, you know, there's um, the royal baby was uh, the punchline and the setup was a picture of a chip ch yes. dressed up like a lord. Right? And people went, but the royal baby's black. That's yeah. racism. And that's because that's what's front of, that's what's going through your head. So you assume it's what's going through everyone else's head. Yes. Which is always a difficult one with what we were talking about this before the podcast. Is going that you can't just take the trope and whether something's wrong. I think you also have to take the person who's saying a thing and look at the body of their work. Like yeah. the guy who was doing anti-Semitic murals, that was a thing that he does, right? The, 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 that was Jeremy Corbyn who liked a mural uh, depicting Jews as um, running the business world and so on, being mean and everything else. Um, but that that is the that is the body of his work. That's what he yeah. does, right? So we can take that as therefore it was pretty much intentional. You know, but it, sure. Yeah, yeah. But in other ha on the other hand, if someone's work is to make fun of absolutely everything, then we can't say because they did a joke about, say, disabled people, that wasn't just part of their nature or their their overall um, style. You know what they represent. Yeah, I, I mean, I, d I definitely remember. But I'm much, much more aware of who is Jewish now, through having you know pointed out to me a lot. 
But I, I definitely there was a time in my life where I wouldn't have known. You know, you mentioned, and you know, Einstein or Ben Elton or yeah, yeah. Chomsky or yeah, you know, loads of people. I wouldn't. I, I just wouldn't be in this category in my head of oh, Jews, right? Growing up for me, being Jewish was just an oddity. Apart from every now and then, I'd come across something something particularly anti-Semitic, but largely. It was, we were just the funny, laughing, dancing people, you know? <laughs> we, 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 we were known to be funny, and, and now it's all... Uh, that's what Jews are talking about a lot now, I'm seeing on social media, is going, suddenly these tropes have taken over, and we're more having to defend our, ourselves as being equal people rather than actually... But people don't seem to be able to name what or say what Jews have given to society, which is quite interesting. Yeah. Because everything Jews have given to society and, you know, it gets taken, you know, where they've, whether Jewish music, say, uh, lent itself to jazz and other kind of forms, whether, um, uh, how much Jewish humour has affected the, the comedy that we do in this, this you know, day and age, because um, with, with people like, uh, I'm trying to think names, Mort Sol, Lenny Bruce and so on, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were getting up doing uh, a style that really wasn't around at the time. People were telling old jokes and, and there was a, a few, even Woody Allen was, was uh, hit a totally new style of, of making his character almost like doing a living doing a sitcom stand-up thing yeah those early right? Catskills comics yeah but Catskills also starts that's in New York so Catskills starts as a Jewish comedy away from because Jews weren't that welcome in the other spheres of entertainment so right. they start their own entertainment business which then becomes very successful right but you can say the same with Hollywood so Hollywood starts at a time when Jews aren't very welcome in much of the other film business film business is fairly new mostly revolving around New York and then a Jewish director finds a patch of land, uh, Hollywood, and starts a film business there. And and loads of Jews, Jew, Jewish directors and so on, go and get involved in that business. And, and But it was never exclusive. Unlike the businesses that weren't allowing them in, it was never exclusive. So there's loads of non-Jewish directors and so on moving in as well. This is, but, this is an amazing, like, like from this and the stuff with the, you know, the hierarchy of lords and all that you're talking before, this is like a prism on history that I've never, I've never put these glasses on before. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so... What you look at the, what's interesting about the films they started making? This is a time where films are like they've got to be made by Tuesday. They're, they're every, everything's two oh, days, so right? Fast. Hollywood, yeah, 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 it was really fast. Hollywood was, uh, you know, real uh, all about speed, and uh, and the, the Jews who got involved. They weren't they weren't making films about Judaism. They weren't even very Jewish. No, no, no. They were they were largely um, uh, immigrants. Um, you know, probably like uh, second generation immigrants at the time. I would have thought uh, mostly. Uh, with strong mothers and no fathers and uh, and very poor. And the stories they told were more about that. They were immigrant stories about... So they started making films that, that were, were lavish, like amazing sets, beautiful dresses, and uh, the American dream becomes a, a solid yeah, thing yeah. and captures the imagination. And uh, Hollywood love, Hollywood kiss, all this kind of stuff, really comes out of these stories of immigrants um, trying to put across their dreams and what they understood of this America that they loved. And that's where Hollywood builds. So when people say, oh, it's run by Jews, mm. it's like, first of all, you're getting mixed up with saying there's a lot of Jews in a business that's not the same as they're having a meeting or they're being exclusive uh, or, or they're, they're you know, making it a Jewish business. There's just yeah. lots of Jews have migrated towards that business. Right. Secondly, uh, they created Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> right? You know, in the same way as, as later on, the, the mafia goes, and goes into the Nevada desert and creates the casino business. Yeah, I remember um, we were watching uh, the Lucille Ball show once, ages ago, when we all lived in this big house, and um, some of the rhythms and some of the jokes were so... This is like a... Yeah. If not a Jewish writing team, then a writing team massively influenced by yes. that kind of comedy. And um, when Matt Kirshner was watching it with me, we were, you know, you've got Lucille Ball and... I said, Dick Van Dyke... Maybe we were watching right. the Dick Van Dyke show. Right. Instead. Okay. But it, we just watched this... Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Went, and, and then it's about, it's about the kid's confirmation. And he just went... That entire scene sounded to me like... Juju, 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 ah, confirmation. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, like two Protestants, weirdly speaking, in like... Yes. Jewish... Rhythms. Look, Jews have unquestionably given as much to our humour and our, you know the, the culture of our humour and oh, our, yeah. our business as black people have said say done to with music. You know, mm. but there's areas of music we identify as definite music that's uh, you know uh, blues and so on. Um, that's, that's definitely rap music and so on that's come from black culture, right? Yeah. But Jewish culture doesn't get recognised for giving. Instead, it's seen as controlling and taken over. That that's that's where the line gets put. Yeah, right. it's, it's, it's an odd one. 
Yeah, no, no, nobody thinks that because uh, you know there's so many uh, black people playing gospel uh, music or jazz. Yes, or whatever, right. At any point in history, they go, oh, so they run it. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, you never find yeah. that. Yeah, well, you don't find that in anything, don't you? you know, there's an inordinate number of uh, black people in the American army, right up to the you know the highest levels and so on. No one's saying black people are running the army. They've got it all be, sewn up. And, but I'm not saying they should. I'm not saying they're. I'm saying it's wrong. They say that about Jews. Like, sure. yeah, they yeah, yeah, shouldn't yeah. be saying about anybody. But the way the way we talk about stuff. Um, we're going to have to bring this to some kind of conclusion. Right? What's gone, gone on with the Labour Party is this weird... and it, to, to to be angry with the behaviour of Israel is, is, is understandable, right? I'm totally, yep. let's uh, do everything. But not, not sometimes people are just knocking out these simplistic answers like, well, I've already said the answer, two-state solution. Now I can be angry about the fact that right. I'm doing my two-state solution. I've said, like, yes. how the fuck are you going to have a two-state solution right now? Are you going to have uh, the West Bank and... Uh, um, and Gaza just suddenly get on with each other and agree to have one management. You can't do it. You need a three-state solution right now. And a three-state solution is impossible because there's no way Israel's going to agree to both. And you, you can't... Uh, and then you, you can't take down the wall between Gaza and, and Egypt either because Egypt doesn't want Hamas getting in because that opens up the Brotherhood and everything else. So And right. uh, and Hezbollah. So the complications are immense right now. Yeah, yeah. It is not a, not, it's not something with a simple... Oh, this man in the pub... Uh, yeah, has solved it. Yeah, yeah. He said two-state solution. It's like, everyone's heard of two-state solution, you you know where are they <laughs> what happened was so you've got jeremy corbyn who whether he is actually anti-semitic in any traditional sense of the word i don't know but if, if not he's pretty much an idiot for not even understanding why he would be accused of it he spent years well, he, he said that they, they, they may have lived in this country a very long time and they don't understand english irony that's quite that's very much uh... everything he's done adds up to those type of things all mm. add up to a strong suggestion of anti-semitism plus he spent years courting uh terrorist groups who who state outright that they want jews dead um they want to kill jews at, at the very best he's like one of those women who write to uh, mass murderers in prison uh, <laughs> you know and he just likes to hang around with dangerous people and uh, I don't know, makes them feel good in some way I, th- I think of Corbyn more as um, like not like one of those evil doctors that kills people but more, more like accidentally like a he's a homeopath <laughs> right yeah he's like a homeopathic yeah. doctor yeah. He, he genuinely would like to cure the patient but all of his ideas have been discredited hundreds of years ago yes <laughs> yes and he hangs around with it you know, he God, he went to that funeral and lay a wreath on a... Which he, and that was of, of a terrorist who's killed loads of Jews. Um, every time these things come up, he denies them. Then the evidence comes in. Then he says, but I'm not racist or I'm not anti-Semitic. And this is what's got tiring. And then what the Labour Party did at one point was just so outrageous. They, they've caused the, the first ever um, protest by Jews in this country. Right, so right? they've the fin- finally marched. Ever. Yeah, with finally music, with the their Jews, music. This is what the Jews end up doing. They finally end up marching, finally end up getting an army after years of persecution. Uh, and I'm not, by the way, supporting that necessarily. I'm just saying that uh, you've got to see some history for it, right? Yeah. So, okay, finally the Jews march, or at least went into London, had a protest, made loads of bagels and told lots of jokes standing outside the Houses of Parliament. That's basically what they did. Must have been charming. Yeah, apparently yeah. everyone had a pretty good time. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, they were, well, they were playing all the all the natural notes, except all the Gs were changed to G-sharp. <laughs> yes, which exactly. I thought that. Which if I you might start... turn out, by the way, I might turn out to be totally wrong about the G-sharp. Well, that, if, that, if that's what it is, that then that's the same as the... As that's A harmonic minor. Okay. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're starting on A. Right. So, fuck the note. I'm starting on E. Oh, I don't know then. I was going E F G sharp. Oh, so it could be like then the Lydian. A... It could be like the Lydian mode of A harmony. Oh, maybe it's Lydian. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we'll look it up afterwards, and well, you look it up. Yeah. Listeners. Look it up look at look home. Up and let us know. And then make a theme tune out of it. Yeah. Um. I know that one ended up with a really dewy theme tune. <laughs> and why not? <laughs> <laughs> um. Getting back to it. Okay. The Jews. Uh, have a protest and what was annoying about it at the time is that for years Jews keep being told they're running the world they're controlling everything they started capitalism and communism uh, that Jews are are responsible for all bad things and then suddenly they protest and we're told they did it because they were forced to and because the right wing press have lied to them and are using Jews as pawns right now we're idiots now we're idiots who just get told what to do and before we're controlling everything right great but then what happens as a result of all these protests, this is the bit that got me. I was largely keeping out of it all until 
Corbyn and his crew decided the best way to deal with all these complaints of anti-Semitism is to change the meaning of anti-Semitism. And right. that was the greatest, that was the most arrogant fucking thing to do in the, in the entire world. We're going to take the definition accepted by just most countries in the world and we're going to say, we're going to change it because and it was so they could say certain things about, about, about Israel. Israel. Yeah. And the type of thing they wanted to be able to say about Israel, which was worth going to all this money, time and expense for and energy, um, rather than saying to Jews, we're taking your complaint seriously, we're going to change the meaning of what it is yeah. to hate you, uh, was so they could say things about Israel like, Israel is a racist endeavour. Yeah. Right? What, what, I've never heard any country and any skirmish ever described by the endeavour, right? even when I was mentioning um, Kashmir before, or, or what's going on in China with um, uh, the the, uh, uh, the Muslims who are, where is it, Xinjiang, I think about a million Muslims being, being with sticks and being forced to say the national anthem and so on, and, uh, and what's going on in any part of the world. We never talk about the endeavour of the country. We never say the country exists for that a singular purpose Well, I mean, al almost, almost no country has a history like Israel's right. Very, very few. I can't think of another country that was specifically created for one group. Do, do like, you like think in, in recent history? All right. Like Even then, why would you talk about the endeavour of the like? How can you ignore Jews travelling from uh, an, a mass exodus, from having lost their homes all over Europe, from the Nazis, from all the the horror that has been, and, and not having a homeland and wanting. They're, they're, whether you agree with them or not, their ancestral yeah. home, and saying that you, what you'd have to say is that was not their intention. They went there because they hate Muslims. If you're right. going to say it's a racist endeavour, you're talking about the endeavour. You're talking about what the intention was in forming a country and what the purpose of that country is, and it is to be racist. They needed to say that so desperately they changed the meaning of or they tried to change the meaning of anti-Semitism. I have a bit. I mean, I. Because the thing is, it's it's not true that non-Jews have no rights in Israel, right? It's it's possible to be a citizen, isn't it, if you're not Jew? Oh, well, totally. I mean, there's um, what's there going on. There are what's going on in Israel at the, the moment with the with the Jewish. with the um, you know, the the re-elections and so on is really interesting. Well, the um, there's the super Arab party which uh, lost power in the last generation uh, election because it was it became fragmented. But they they've right. re, they they look like they're reforming and they they could have uh, enough power to make some difference on whether. Uh, you know, who gets in next time and so on. Yeah. Um, look, it's it's not... I've not been there and what I understand of it. I'm not Israeli, you know. It's not... I don't think it's an equal society, but at the same time, it's not the same as... In apartheid uh, South Africa, whites and blacks weren't allowed in the same buildings, in the same schools, same yeah, universities, yeah. same hospitals. Uh, in Israel... Uh, Arabs and Jews go into the same hospitals, same universities, same, same everything else, if, right? If they're Israeli citizens, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, right. there's, there's the issue with the, the blockade in Gaza and all of that. Yes, of course, totally. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's, you know. Absolutely. But what I'm saying is that that's extremely complex. I don't, I don't have answers to it, I'm afraid, but it's, it's extremely complex. I'd love to see that part of the world get itself sorted out, but there's much worse wars and skirmishes going on elsewhere in the world as well, which don't get the same attention. And it's largely not because of Israel and Gaza. These are two tiny countries. It's because of all the other countries that have an interest in that part of the world and, and uh, um, uh, you know, an investment in it, whether, you know, from Russia and to America and so on. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've got to say, when, whenever people go, well, Israel's kind of the cause of all the problems in the Middle East, you go, look around it. Yeah, exactly. Look around yeah. it carefully. Yeah. It's not like this would be a paradise. No, and, you know, I, I, I think it's horrible that Israel isn't a place where everyone just lives in peace what an ideal perfect world that would be but then like you say that that whole region isn't mm. like that and it's not like no one seems to be that bothered by the fact that Jews who have lived for thousands of years in other parts of that uh, yeah. that area aren't allowed equality in any of those other countries uh, they've, they've never been allowed voting they've uh, in in most uh, of the Arab countries if uh, Jews have been second-class citizens and uh, if they have any disagreement with someone who is Muslim, the, the court automatically, legally finds against them. So, you know, the, 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 yeah. there has been an apartheid of the same kind happening everywhere. Did you get, we, we, should, we should end, shouldn't we, because you're the guy. Yeah, i got to get yeah. off, yeah. All right. All right, we could go on and on. There's a load of other stuff, like, bouncing around my head that we could move on to. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's, well, it's another a subject. Time. Another time. Right. Let's, um, yeah, let's uh, get drunk sometime and solve, let's solve the Israeli-Palestine problem. It's a fun one to talk about. I just wish people would talk about it with a bit more of an open heart of trying yeah. to see that. Look at lay out all the complications and what would happen if you did this and did that, rather than just go, 
Oh, I've solved it, so therefore right. I can now be angry with anyone who's not on the same yeah. uh, wavelength as well. I, I used to know quite a lot about it. I was sort of quite into it and read up on it, and I'm, I'm really out of date, which is the worst kind of opinions to have when your opinions probably held water like 20 years ago when I was yep. reading all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, two decades have gone by since I was immersing myself in this. I'm sure I have no fucking idea what's going on. Right no. Now. And I don't want to be represented by anything that goes on in Israel, and I, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather my... Even though I don't consider myself that Jewish, I'd rather my people that I am associated with be known as yeah. the most lovely, wonderful, fluffy people in the yeah. world. But are your people? Probably not. And I'll say, I'm talking to anyone listening to that. Wherever off, you are, are your people? Probably not. On the off chance you're expelled by a particularly stupid home secretary, not looking, yeah. Yeah. Not looking at anyone in particular, Savage Javid. Savage Javid. But, uh, you know, it's nice to think you have somewhere you can go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll be good. Well, do you know what? That, that, that does add... I wouldn't like to ever have to go and live in Israel, but no. it's uh, if it does all kick off here, it's nice to know there is a homeland, whether it's wrong or not. That but, is but the when, advantage of a homeland. When he tried to strip British... I think he did, didn't he? He stripped British citizenship of um, that uh, woman, uh, Begum. That's right. Like, if you can do that... Yeah. To her, you can do it to me or you. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. I also have Irish citizenship. You have automatic right yes. to Israeli. He... Yeah. It's good to know there's somewhere nice to go. <laughs> We're out of time and I go right. rush and get to pay. All right. But... Cheers for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.